0: Thank you for tuning in to Shift the Plan podcast, where it is never too late to change the game. I'm your host, Rhonda Evans, and here we'll be listening to stories of the everyday woman, how life just, you know, brings you a little bit of obstacles, but what matters is what you do within the shift. Thank you so much, you guys, for joining us for another episode of Shift the Plan podcast, where it is, like I always say, never too late to change the game. So before I get started with this episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our listeners. We have hit 2000 downloads. So I want to send out a special thank you to all of our listeners, as well as to all of our guests. Thank you for being a part of you know something that i feel um is very very amazing like we are putting out stories To about individuals sharing their journeys and just really getting an insight on, you know, the behind the scenes. We always see the success story, but we never know uh, what it takes to get there. And I just appreciate my guests for coming on and being so transparent and just really giving of themselves and our listeners. So thank you so much, everyone. Remember to continue to share, you know, leave a review, and rate the, um, each episode. Um, you know, the more that you do that, the more people get to listen to Shift the Plan podcast. And if you want to show your support for the show, you can always listen to us on Anchor and you can support us there um, by just patronizing just as little as I think it's $3. Um, and that goes a long way. So, thank you guys again. Today, I want to spotlight a Melanated Mom who left a review um, entitled So Real. This episode with Keisha from Cali got me hooked. Great conversations. So, thank you, Melanated Mom. For taking the listen to our episode. And thank you so much. You know, Keisha's story is so phenomenal. I know when we first recorded the episode, her goal was to get off the no fly list. Um, and I am so happy to say that she has absolutely done that. And then some, I'm not going to talk about it too much, even though I feel like she moved a little too quickly. But, you know, her doctor did give her the green light and I will be joining her for the first time meeting her ever um, in Atlanta at BYOB Live. If you are going to be um, at BYOB Live this Memorial Day weekend, please leave me a message in my DM. Let me know that you're there so we can link up. You know, I would really love to get to meet my listeners in person, but it's going to be an amazing trip. All the ladies that I'm sharing this experience with, uh, with the exception of I, because I've known her for a moment. Uh, But the rest of the uh, women that I'll be joining on this trip personally, Um, This will be our first time meeting. Like I tell you guys all the time, building relationships on social media is so important. It's very imperative. And so um, from building relationships with them, you know, we have grown this amazing friendship. We support each other. We uplift each other. We tell each other how it is what we need to tell each other how it is, you know, because that's what friends do. And so this weekend, I'm so excited to meet each and every one of them for the very first time. So stay tuned for that uh, vlog on how our weekend was at BYOB Live. So now let's get into this episode. I have such, such of space in my heart for this guest, Ms. Jennifer Michelle. Um, She is a model, a talent coach, and she's based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, She's walked runways from Miami to New York, across the country, and Los Angeles. Jennifer has been published in Essence.com, the New York Times, and internationally with the Ghana Times newspaper. Her modeling career landed Jennifer the opportunity to host Everyday Runway, which serves as a fashion correspondent for the CW, WCCB, Rising Runway, and be featured globally with the hit television show Outcast on HBO and Fox. Transitioning from Molly into television and entertainment, Jennifer now makes her way up the ranks filming some of today's top shows and movies. She has appeared on three shows with the BET Network, two movies, and a number one television show. Jennifer has worked with celebrities Marlon Wayans in Naked and in Living Color, White Girl, oh, I'm sorry, White Chicks. How can I get that wrong? White Chicks, So that's one of my favorite books. It's hilarious. The Wayans Brothers uh, with Loretta Devine of Dream Girls, Jumping the Broom for Color Girls, Charmin Lee of Girlfriends and The Inspector, Scott Foley of Scandal, Thomas Davis of the Carolina Panthers, Brandy of The Game, Claire Danes of Homeland, Mario Lopez, Eve News, and Gabrielle Union, Mario Van Peebles, and Richard Brownstreet of Being Mary Jane. The list of celebrities and accomplishments and projects continues to grow as Jennifer shows the world why she is more than a mannequin and not just a pretty face. So sit back, enjoy, and like I said on my Instagram, get your Kleenex because you're going to need it. And let's get into this episode. Well, welcome to shift the plan podcast. As you heard today, I will be talking to Jennifer Michelle of everyday runway and far, far more than that. Like she's a coach. She's a model, like anything that you need to know or want to know about fashion. She is the go-to person. So welcome to shift the plan podcast, Jennifer.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: I'm excited to have you on here like we already like I said many many times before I'm on the show that I think I'm pretty blessed that I know some pretty amazing women that I can just reach out to and say hey can you be on the show. So I am glad to finally have you on the show we have a long history with one another um you have been so instrumental in helping my son hone his craft in the modeling industry and just kind of getting his feet wet in that whole arena so thank you for that um and then also so many other young talents um in the charlotte area and and elsewhere so one thing i like to ask my guests is because it generally comes from somewhere (laughs) so growing up were you the one who you know at family gatherings they're like girl do
1: that dance and do it for me was that you okay so funny thing is it was not me i am that person and it's funny i was meeting with my mentor today and we were talking and she said jennifer when you come on that camera comes on you just come alive when you're on the runway you come alive and i told her i said it's god because when i am not on the camera I'm sitting around somewhere chilling. I'm not the one. If you ask me to dance now, I'll do it. But as a kid, mm-hmm. I was a little shy, insecure girl, sitting in the corner. I wasn't trying to be bothered. I didn't want anybody to mess with me. <laughs> so it's interesting to finally come into my own.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is so interesting because I would think that you know being, but you know what I would say this: most creatives and things like that, when they're most of the time, they're introverts. Right. Because they have so many ideas and they're always creating and it's all in their head or in a book, in a journal or somewhere written down. But it's never like you're never going to really see them just being just out in the open like that unless they have to be.
1: Right. And that's how I am, um, especially, first of all, when it comes to the creative part. My mind is always racing. I always have ideas and I, mm-hmm. I find myself trying to make myself calm down and before i used to put myself in a box because i couldn't understand why i had all these ideas and then one day um i was talking to somebody about developing affirmations and before i knew it i started talking and i was like i am an idea incubator and when i said it i was like wait where did that come from i literally looked around like okay that that just dropped down from heaven (laughs) And when mm-hmm. I said it, I realized that's honestly one of the gifts that God has given me. And I'm that person in my quiet time, in my dreams. I'm getting ideas. I'm getting vision. So when I'm not working, when I'm not on the runway, on doing whatever I'm doing, I'm at home mm-hmm. chilling with sweatpants <laughs> and my sweatshirt. I'm chilling because that's the world I love. And mm-hmm. I, I've learned to appreciate my quiet time. Like I, I love, love, love. love when I have to do nothing and I can just sit here and be like, ooh, it's just me.
0: Right, exactly. Like I'm okay with being that behind the scenes person, the mm-hmm. creative, but that was a powerful statement. I am an idea incubator. Like
1: that within itself is powerful. And <laughs> it's like, it Listen, says a lot. <laughs> it says a lot. And again, for me, when I heard it, when I spoke it,
0: mm-hmm. it was
1: like, I spoke it and I was like, ooh, really Jesus that do you know how powerful that is like and as I sat down and and began to take a true assessment of me and my talents and my skills and the things that I do I thought about all the people that I've worked with all the ideas I've come up with all the things I see see visions like things will literally come before me and I'll see it happening before I even put it on a piece of paper and Mm -hmm. I started embracing that that's when I, my clientele started changing. That's when I realized, okay, Jennifer, this isn't just something you're saying. This is actually mm-hmm. something you can do. This is a lifestyle for you. So I, I embraced mm-hmm. it. And,
0: God, and it I just, went on
1: from there. And that's, seriously. And that's what it's doing. And I think it's all about, um, like your podcast says, it's all about shifting the plan. Because one mm-hmm. minute I thought, oh, my life is going to be like this. Then God says, no, we get ready to do this. And I was like, oh, well, come on, let's let's make it happen.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. It happens when you least suspect it. So you're like, OK, this is the plan that I have for myself. This is where I see myself going. And then as you're starting to take those steps, other things start to happen. And you're like, wait a minute, this was not where I was headed, but I like the way it feels. You know, I like what it's doing. (laughs) So, you know, shifting the plant is not always a bad thing.
1: Shifting the plant, It's not. I love the name of the podcast because it's not a bad thing, but it's a necessary thing. So many Uh times it's necessary, but it can be scary. But it's also Uh exhilarating because you get to a point in life where you realize something has to change. You Uh look at your plans and maybe there were some holes or gaps in it before. And I know with me, maybe there was a hole or a gap or I didn't know I wasn't prepared for everything. Um, Or maybe it was just not the path I needed to go. And it was time to make that shift. And when you're shifting, you have to come out of your comfortable place into a place that you don't know sometimes. And I don't care what anybody says, that's scary. Yeah, we walk by faith, but I'm like, I'm that person. Lord, I believe you, but help my unbelief. Like, I believe that you can do that, but give me the strength to move. Give me the confidence, the courage. And even when I'm scared, I'm still going. But that's a necessary part of life. You've got to shift because if you don't, you stay stagnant. If you stay stagnant, you won't grow. And if you're not growing, you might as well be in the grave. So I don't want to be there. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Right. I don't think none of us really want to be in the grave right about now. But you said something. You talked about that confidence. So when you spoke that affirmation out loud, Mm -hmm. did that make you feel like, okay, now I have a certain sense of responsibility?
1: Yes. And that's another part of the scary thing, because when you Mm -hmm. speak things and when you accept them, you have to accept the responsibility that comes with it. Um, there's mm-hmm. responsibility, there's accountability, but responsibility is a, a scary word in itself. Um, yeah. I'm a mother, so I know what it means to be responsible, but to be responsible for being an idea incubator, for being responsible for being the person that if I talk to a business client or if I talk to a model, even anybody mm-hmm. that reaches out to me, they say, I want a model ideas come to my mind. I look at them. I look at their personality. I look Mm. at what moves you, what makes you happy. In addition to where your weakness is and how can we work on those weaknesses to bring you to a place to where you can handle them and you're not worried about it anymore. And you see this Mm. as, oh, it was a weakness, but now I've used that weakness to grow. And that's a major responsibility. I, I honestly have moments to where I'm nervous and I'm like, Oh my God, are you sure I can do this Lord? And he'll, be, and he'll be like, yeah, what you waiting on? And be like, okay. Yeah. But that responsibility, um, responsibility is major. Yeah. But yeah. if it was easy, would we really want to do it?
0: No, because we would just sit there. We'd be like, Oh, I'll get to it. But exactly. the hard stuff we got to work at, like, we got to put in the time. We got to put in the effort and, I think most entrepreneurs realize fairly quickly that it's it's bigger than me. It's not even about me. So mm-hmm. I got to keep going.
1: Right. And that's where I am. Um, life at, and it's so interesting. Okay, so I'm sorry. You got me thinking about real life. Like if we're going to be wrong, we're going to talk. Life is interesting because I'm sitting here having this conversation with you now. Uh But I remember 25 years ago when life was bad for me. And Uh even before then, 30 years ago, life I thought was bad for me. Uh Um, I don't know if a lot of people know, but I dealt with mental illness. I dealt with suicide, Uh depression, and things of that nature. Uh And it had gotten to the point 25 years ago that I was determined that the world would be better off without me. The man that I was seeing at the time, um, I knew where he kept his gun. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to kill him. Then I'm going to kill myself because he makes me sick and he won't leave me alone. And I remember that my mind, this this thing right here will get you every time if you Uh don't monitor it and if you don't feed it what it needs. And 25 years ago, I wasn't getting the encouragement. I didn't have the positive affirmations. And instead of having people around me that were speaking into my life, I was listening to the negative thoughts in my mind. Everybody will be better off without you. You failed mm-hmm. at this. You failed at that. And I got to the point to where I believed all that.
0: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I, rem- I will never forget this day. Um, I went to church because my mom had my son at church and I just needed to go to church to say bye to them. Because I was, I was going to, it was, that was it. That Thursday night in 1994, that was it. I was done. Um, and I remember, and I'm gonna give you the quick version, the short version there were a number of prayer calls. Come up to the altar. Now I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to do all of that. I just need for my mama to come back here so I can give her and my son a hug so I can get up out of this church and go handle this business because he on his way back and he don't even know I'm going to kill him when he get back. We dying tonight. That was my oh. mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the elders in the church, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal Church of God in Christ Church. So they all about prayer call and you got the elders in the church that's going to push you forward. They don't care how bad you are. They badder than you. Um, I remember that she came up to me and said something about getting in line for prayer and I turned around to say something to her but by the time I got ready to speak I was literally standing in the presence of God there was this huge light and I remember when I looked up all I saw was this light and then all of a sudden the face that is now my pastor, my pastor looked down and he whispered in my ear. He said, "Jennifer, God said if you kill yourself now, you'll never see what He has for you."
0: Oh my gosh, that literally just heals oh. up my spine. Oh, oh my gosh.
1: So, girl, mm, okay. Let me let me not have my Oprah moment so soon. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Like I mean, um, life is
0: what it is.
1: And then life to me was horrible. It was bad. I felt like because I failed at things that the world would be better off. I thought my son would be better off without me because my parents could raise him. He had my brothers to help him. That was 25 years ago. After he said those things to me, the feeling, the heaviness, it all went away. And I said, okay, God, I'll try it. And 25 years later, I can't believe that God blesses. And the crazy thing is, That he says, I have even more for you. This is nothing compared to what I have. So to be the woman who everybody sees now and Mm -hmm. to think about that child that was troubled, to think about that young woman, the single mother who was troubled and had no idea and who was really ready to give it all up and to have an encounter with God and for him to speak directly to me through that man who I had never met before. And for him to oh snatch God. me out of death's hands, my, my boyfriend at the time, he never even came back to the church. That's how intentional God is. When he has a plan for our lives, he mm-hmm. is going to do what he has to do. We just yeah. have to do our part. And we don't even know we doing the part. I thought I was going to the church because I'm geared to end this. And mm-hmm. little did I know, the only thing I ended was that cycle in my life, that point in my life to where I always felt defeated. And that's when I came into, okay, I got to do something different. I had to shift that's the right. plan. Didn't even know nothing about shifting the plan. But I knew oh, then yeah. that I couldn't do. And now here I am talking to people about people listening to me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you want to talk to me? You want me to do this? And it's truly nothing but the grace of God. It's mm-hmm. that, you know, my saying God did that and God has been yeah. blessing me. So oh, let me let me get myself together.
0: Oh, dear God. Like you have no idea. Like people, they see what they see on social media or they see the successes. They have no idea where that came from. None. They have no idea what people, even in, even in the midst of success, They have no idea what those people go through when they get home. When it's just them and their thoughts, they have no idea. Like we've had here recently high profile people who have committed suicide Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, Oh, they have it all together. What could they want for? You know, they should be happy, but you have no, no idea. And that's why we kind we have to be kind to people. We have to continuously pour into people Mm -hmm. and we have to tell our story like you're doing today. Because there are people, I guarantee you, who are looking at you like, oh, she's a role model. She is, you know, she can really help me. She's made it and have no idea to say, wait a minute. She's like, in the same situation I was in. or right. I am in.
1: Right. And that's the thing because, and here's here's how God works. Um, fashion is my passion. But I also realize that God uses me, God uses fashion and modeling to introduce me to the people that I'm, I'm supposed to be around. And mm-hmm. I learned that years ago, um, working in corporate America, doing mm-hmm. one thing and people would come into my office and we'd sit down talking. To, we, The conversation would literally start about their business problem. And before you knew it, these women, these people are sharing their stories. They're sharing their lives and we're crying. And it got to the point where I kept a box of Kleenexes on my desk and I knew when to close the door because I became that in tune with God. Mm -hmm. But I say all that to say, I spoke at a model workshop recently. And again, I normally don't share that part of my story, share my testimony, but a model asked, how did you get started in modeling? What really happened with you? Mm -hmm. And as I was sitting there, God said, share your story. And Mm -hmm. I shared my story of the night I was going to commit suicide. And after the class was over, I'm always that person that wonders, I hope I impacted somebody. God, please let Mm -hmm. something I say be useful. I don't want to just waste time. We don't have time to waste anymore. I want to be an impact. And I talked to some people after the class. We had a great time. But afterwards, I got a message from one of the attendees. And she said, I am so glad you shared your testimony because I've been dealing with depression and suicide myself. And to see someone successful like yourself deal with it, but make it, I feel encouraged again. Mm -hmm. That blessed me because people see, they see social media, Jennifer, Michelle, and I mean, they don't see I don't post everything, but they don't see that, you know, I was homeless. They don't know Mm -hmm. that I had to sleep in my car from time to time. They don't understand Mm -hmm. all the struggles. They just see the success. And I thank God for that. But Mm -hmm. I also have learned that I have to share that because there are people who don't understand that true success isn't all the stuff you see on social media. True success to me, I've learned it's my peace of mind. It's going to bed at night knowing that I have peace. Mm -hmm. It's walking around every day having peace, knowing that, God, what is my assignment today? God, Mm -hmm. here I am. Use me, bless me, let me Mm -hmm. be a blessing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's bigger than what people see on social media. And if Mm -hmm. people are honest about their lives and what's going on, and I'm not saying everybody is going to have a situation like mine. My story is my story. But like I'm working on a book Um, and it's so funny that (laughs) this came up. Um, My story is my story, Mm -hmm. but it's uniquely mine. And when I first asked God years ago, why? Why me? Why am I have to do this? I used to always complain about, oh, my God, I'm just different from everybody else. I look different from everybody in my family. I always Mm -hmm. look different anywhere I go. And God said, Jennifer, you're different by design. I designed you to be just like this. And once I embraced that, my confidence level shot up for real. I was like, God did all this on purpose. And then Mm -hmm. when he allows you to see how all the pieces fit together and that he's been preparing you, like everything we're dealing with, he's always preparing us. He's preparing us for the next step. He's preparing us for the next blessing. He's preparing us for the next trial. He's preparing us for the next level. It's all about preparation. And once I learned that and finally got that in my spirit, things happen now, I don't trip out like I used to. Like the old <laughs> Jennifer, I was an introvert, but I was also a mean introvert because I was bullied. And then one day I learned how to fight. So now if you're trying to play right. it, look, what you want to do? You want, okay. So everybody's you're talking, talking about, the wrong I'm not the one. It's funny because I was at an event last night. And this lady, I saw her energy before she even walked up to me. I said, oh, here we go. I said, not today, guy, because I've already had a bad day. And I'm not, I don't know how I'm going to respond. But once I saw her energy, I was like, this is bigger than me. I'm not going to do this. And she did the little, you know how women, although we're supposed to be empowering each other, some of us just have to feel like, oh, I'm the alpha female. You know what, Mm -hmm. boo? I'm going to let you think you're the alpha female. You do whatever it is you want to do over there in the corner. But right. understand, that's not going to change me. Like right. your being here and trying to impose all this negativity in my life and make yourself seen and known—that's mm-hmm. unnecessary. So, yep. I was just like, "Oh God, you have changed me," because I ain't even bothered. I saw her, and in my mind, I was—I actually found myself at one point looking like, "She don't even know." <laughs> like, you <laughs> don't even know, but she could get the business right now. But he has you know, no idea. He has no idea, and it's and I'm like, God, you have truly changed me, and you know it's a change. When your friends from high school mm-hmm. that I played basketball with, they call me Hell on Wheels. They yeah. see me now, and they're like, Jennifer, we still can't believe that you are the same person. But it's because you shift, you mature, you grow. I'm like, mm, I'm good. I ain't got to do this little stuff no more. I'm I'm too old to be yeah. out here in these streets playing with y'all. It's too much. I'm trying to do.
0: Right. Like you have to separate, get to the point where you have to separate the two because it's like I find myself now where I see different little things where I feel like, okay, this is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Let me stay focused on the goal, And you just keep working.
1: And that's that's all you can do is, and that's a sign of maturity though, because you see Mm -hmm. this is nothing more than a distraction. And Mm -hmm. once I it's like you give me the warning. Oh, this distraction is right here. Oh, God, you're to do something. It's big. It's huge because you're trying to distract me. So I don't get it. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the beauty of this life and developing a relationship and being true to who you are, to whose Mm -hmm. you are and to your call and to whatever your purpose to do.
0: Yeah. At what point? So after this occurred in your life, at what point did you shift and say, I'm going to get I have this confidence now. I'm going to embrace who I am and I'm going to use what God has made me to be to, to form this into a career.
1: So the funny thing is, I have been fighting this career for years. <laughs>
0: I have. I imagine
1: so. Because you are tall. Have you always been this tall? I haven't. Let me tell you, the sixth grade, I became the weirdest, weird sixth grader in (laughs) class. Because I went from an average sixth grader to Mm -hmm. I became really tall and went from wearing a size six shoe to a size 10 shoe. That's how Mm -hmm. much I grew. And I was like the only one in sixth grade wearing a size 10 shoe. I was like, oh. So I'm like in the sixth grade thinking all oh, these years I'm awkward. I look different, mm-hmm. you know, getting I'm skinny, olive oil, giraffe neck, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it probably didn't happen till I was in my 30s to where this confidence kicked in. I literally when I tell you I walk out a mirror one day and I stopped and I look back and I said, I am cute. Mm -hmm. I do got it going on. And I felt it in a way to where it was confidence and not me being arrogant. But it was the first Mm -hmm. time I saw myself and saw this beautiful woman. And from there, that's when I started working on me. Mm -hmm. And it took years because I've worked with so many models. I've mentored models and I grew up with some models and i have to remind myself that i'm older than the models that i've been working with because mm-hmm. they were in their teens and i'm like old because i started in this game old i just look young mm-hmm. um one model and i said i was going to call her um last week she asked me to be her manager and mm-hmm. i was terrified when i tell you i was terrified because the responsibility, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. What makes her think I can do this? I was already doing it. But when Mm -hmm. she asked me to do it and made it an official thing, I shut down. I ran. I was like, I can't do it. I was like, I'm sorry. I wish I could help you. And so, and it's crazy because I've, I've mentored and modeled and coached models. I mean, one model was on gossip girls back in the day. Like I've, I've been placing and helping models get on all these TV shows and all these fashion shows and working with them in photo shoots, photo sessions. And I never felt like I was worthy and I could do it. Mm -hmm. And then once I decided, I was like, you know what? And here's what happened. 2013, I went to model in New York. Mm-hmm. I got there, never met any of those people. And we were sitting there at the casting call. We got up, we walked, we did our thing. And after they selected the models they wanted, they all walked out of the room and the producer of the show came back in the room. He said, young lady, what's your name? I said, Jennifer. He said, okay, will you do me a favor? Will you get up and teach the other ladies how to walk? <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. But in my mind, I was like, Why? I've never met this man before and hundreds of models in this room. And he saw something in me that said mm-hmm. she can teach them. And from that point, I was like, if I can go to New York and, and meet an, a complete stranger and he mm-hmm. sees something in me, then I need to start doing this. So I made it the business. Um, And my goal, my dream is to have that I'm going to have a fashion house. I'm in the process mm-hmm. of establishing myself to wear This fashion house is major and if anybody needs anything, they're going to be coming to me Yeah, and I'm going to be calling you and say, um, we need to book David again because David is (laughs) going to be doing this and this time we're getting paid and we're trying to get some money. Um, so yeah, I would say 2013 was really when I started taking it serious and I realized Mm -hmm. I have a gift and I have to start using it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just been a growing process. It's just been learning the ropes because it's one thing to be a model and not have a coach or an agent, then try to be one. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: to be the agent that's responsible for making sure your people are booked, making sure that they're visible, that they have what they need to get started. You know, that in itself was a challenge. But now I'm like, yo, I know this person. We can get this done. I know this person. We can get this done. And God is blessing my business. God is blessing The people, because I've always wanted, nobody ever gave me an opportunity Mm. and Mm -hmm. I've really had to fight. Um, I tell models now, they're like, get in the industry is so hard. I'm like, child, please. Y'all got (laughs) social media. You good because you can post a picture. And if you put the right hashtags, somebody will notice you. Mm -hmm. I'm old school. I was doing this over 20 years ago. So we literally had to go in and be seen personally. We had to Mm -hmm. walk around and interact and create relationships. And it's so much easier now. So now call me old school all the time, because even with my models that I'm training now, I tell them, look. You got to be able to attend some events. You have to have personality. It's not about you just Mm -hmm. standing there and thinking you cute and can post a picture. You have to put in the work. And that's where I feel like development comes in because I don't want just models. I want, and this is my goal with anybody that I work with. I want whole, complete, healed people. Mm -hmm. My job is not to just put you up there and make you pretty. I I need for you to know that you're beautiful inside and out, but it starts mm-hmm. inside. You have to treat people right. You have to have, your mm-hmm. heart has to be healed. I mean, that that's the important stuff to me. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't just walk around and be haphazard about everything. I have to have intention and I have to have purpose. And I never want anybody to feel the way I felt growing up. I never want anybody to um, come to the point to where, oh my God, life is not worth living. I mm-hmm. want to be able to reach people and help them get to their goal. Like you said, mm-hmm. when we started, David wanted to model. I was like, let's do this. And mm-hmm. he's a natural, but he's he's this creative and he also has the drive and the spirit. He's not just somebody who says he wants to do something and doesn't work for it. He literally gets up and he works and he does what he has to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And those are
1: the people that are successful. Mm-hmm. It's it's not an easy job.
0: Yeah, it's not. It's not, but you are one of those different kind of people. So there are a lot of people in the industry who are just there for the money. But for you it's more than that. It's like I want to really be a resource for you. I need I want to make sure that not only are you able to be put in a position to be in the room with Mm -hmm. the people you need to be connected to. But I need to make sure that your mind is right, that your head space is right, like that you know that this is a business and that you need to treat it as such, you Mm know? So you're working with them on so many different levels.
1: This is true. See, and that's why I love y'all. Because, (laughs) and it's funny, a lot of people, first of all, a lot of people always say, well, I'd work with you, but you know your price point. Okay, y'all, first of all, at some point, people have to realize you have to invest in yourself. If you don't invest in you and care about you, nobody else is.
0: And then you have
1: to look at what are you getting from this? What is what is your benefit? I remember my mentor asked me one time. She was like, "What's different about you?" And I told him. I was like, "My difference is I actually care. Like I have turned people away because I knew Ma'am, sir, I know you want to model, but you won't be successful. (laughs) I could take your money if you want to. If you want me Mm -hmm. to take your money, I can. But let me be honest with you. Let me talk to you about the real deal and how serious this business is. Mm -hmm. Because it's a cutthroat business. These people play no joke. You set yourself up daily for rejection when you're in this fashion and entertainment Mm -hmm. industry. Because you're saying... I think I'm good enough. I'm submitting. And they, people going to be like, no, you're not. We don't want you. And you right. got to be able to understand that it's not personal. It's just they don't want you. And that's so a different type different. of rejection. Right. So mm-hmm. I do. I do care. Sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I care too much. And you know, they all become my babies. I don't care how old you are. Y'all are my babies. You know, Ingrid. Yeah. Ingrid is Ingrid is a grown yeah. woman, but that's my baby. That's my model baby. We're my model babies. I saw, And she um, is
0: amazing. Like, you really support all everyone. Like, mm-hmm. you support the people that you work with. Like, Ingrid, outside of modeling, she has done some amazing things. Ingrid, is, like, a yes.
1: so, yeah. Ingrid like is a boss. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's like that. Ingrid is a boss. <laughs> and, I, and I love it because, and here's another thing. I feel like that, um, you know, my tagline is more than a mannequin. Mm-hmm. I actually attract people who are more than a mannequin. Like you're, they're more, mm-hmm. David is a dancer. David does so mm-hmm. many different things. David is an actor and he's a. Mom. I'm like, David doing the thing. <laughs> Ingrid, you got Ingrid. Ingrid was, uh, Ingrid is a fabulous artist, painter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she's an actress, she writes poetry. Mm-hmm. Ingrid can cook. Lord Jesus. After after I finish with you, I'm gonna get me a piece of red velvet cake from her house. I mean, but she has, I, oh, I might see if I can get you a piece too. Um, <laughs> but she's amazing. Then there was Destiny, Destiny. Mm-hmm. Amazing. She was an athlete. Yeah. She's part of the R O T C program. She's yeah. now an entrepreneur. This girl's at A&T handling her business with her grades. And she started a lash business. So it's like yeah. I attract the people that truly understand what it means. And they've embraced their gifts. They've embraced mm-hmm. who they are. All they needed was an opportunity and some education. And I wanted yep. to I want to continue to be that resource. Um, and I, I don't care who you are. If Mm -hmm. you, if you put in the work, you can make it happen. You can be that person.
0: So let me ask you this. Anyone who is just starting out in this industry, what are the top three tips you would give them?
1: The top three tips for this industry. My first tip is always to do your research.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If you don't do your research, things could go south really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, there are scam artists, and they're scam artists in most businesses, but yeah. in this industry, you have to be so careful. Um, one of my clients before she, um, after I taught them what to look for and how mm-hmm. business should be conducted, I felt really good because she sent me. She was like, Coach J. Everybody calls me Coach J. I love it. I'm mm-hmm. Mama J. Um, I got this message in my DMs, but it don't look right, I think. And so she showed mm-hmm. it to me. And it was nothing more than someone expressed interest as if they were a true company. And as you continue reading the message, it went from you should model to you want to do more than modeling. To he was basically trying to pimp her out. Yep. Yeah. I ain't got time for that. You know I shut that down.
0: Yeah. I ain't That's got time crazy for that. It's that people are doing this stuff right about now. It's like... Everybody like you and you don't want to be leery of people, but it's Mm -hmm. like you have to be on your toes.
1: You have to be on your toes. You got to know your P's and Q's. Um, And that's why I say research. Um, That would be the first thing. Um, Second Mm -hmm. thing is you got to prepare. I'm doing a workshop um, next Mm -hmm. in three weeks. And one of the things that we're offering in the workshop is portfolio review, because as a model, you have to have a portfolio. You have to have pictures for us to look at. I'm amazed at how many people have sent me messages saying, what if I don't have a portfolio? How are you in this industry and you're not prepared? Um, And preparation and research go beyond the things you need to do to get started. It's learning the client that you're going to be working with. It's learning this industry. Um. You've been, you and David experienced this where I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to teach as I'm teaching David. I'm also going to teach you what to look for because as parents, Mm -hmm. we have to protect our children. Um, you got to know the business. You got to know the contracts. You got to know your area that you're in. You got to know if you're going to try to sign with an agency, what type Mm -hmm. of agency are you going with? So those are the things. Um, and the third thing would be, don't take it personal. Um, Again, yeah. this is a business where you got to have a lot of confidence and you're going to be rejected. Yeah. If we could all be booked for every job, this would be an amazing world and we would be dope. But <laughs> that doesn't happen. Us. Right. That doesn't <laughs> happen because people want different things. People want to match their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so those will be my three things. Prepare, research, and just be confident. Be, be sure and who you are.
0: Okay, I love those, love, love, love those tips. I think those are key tips, probably in any industry, really, in, in the industry
1: like, and for life.
0: Yeah, and in anything. So before we wrap up, I have this segment <laughs> that's okay. called the time capsule. Okay. And so I'm going to ask you a series of five questions, and just you know,
1: just think about what comes to mind first, okay? Okay. Oh, this is all funny. right. Ooh, let me get ready. <laughs> let me get ready. I'm competitive and I'm trying not to let myself think that this a competition. It's just me and you. And I'm like, I just got to answer. Okay. 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 I'm ready.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Your first question What would you tell your younger self?
1: It's going to be okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. I love that.
0: Um, number two What tools help
1: you the most throughout your journey? my Bible, Canva, mm-hmm. and my journals. I have so many journals, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I carry them and have like some assigned to certain projects. So those would be my top three. I have to have my, if I don't in the word, ain't no telling what I do to somebody yeah. if they catch me on the wrong day. Um, and I just love being at peace. And then um, again, my journals and Canva, We're becoming friends because as my business grows, I'm believing God that's going to send me a graphic designer so I don't have to use Canva, but it helps me, um, it's helped me create my brand, actually start zooming in on my brand. So I would say those three.
0: What keeps you sane throughout this journey? Mm -hmm.
1: Remembering how bad it was for me before and that oh, it, it was that, that, that bad before because I'm going to be alright now we get
0: so caught up on stuff and it's like wait a minute it has been worse and I made it through that I can get through mm-hmm. this so I love that yes Look. right <laughs> number Thank four you. what is the name what of another saying. shift maker that is going under the radar but people need to know about
1: <laughs> oh that's a good one OK. Oh, Keisha Kosur out of Raleigh Durham. This woman is amazing. I will send you her information when I tell you she is a powerhouse. She is a shift maker. She changes the energy. I can read something on her. And this woman, when I tell she blessed me a few months ago, again, I was dealing with the changes of life and the things that life had was throwing at me. And I was at this place to where I was like, I was starting to feel defeated. Depression was trying to get me. And every time I would have a bad day, I would see something mm-hmm. on her timeline. And when I tell you it shifted everything immediately, it did. As soon as I read it, um, she mm-hmm. called me one day and she's like, hey, sister, I, just, I was just thinking about you. See, she sent me a message today, actually. And all I did was mm-hmm. like something on her page, because when I read it, it spoke to me. And she said, "Thank you for being consistent in supporting me, either on my timeline." And I'm sitting there thinking, like, does she not know that she be rocking my world? Like she is awesome, under awesome. the radar. The world is waiting for a woman like her. So,
0: other people can connect with her. So, I definitely do that. And number five, what are you most okay. thankful for throughout this journey? Mm. I think you are probably only the, the gift second of life. Yes that has said that. And I think that that is so important because if we didn't have that, then how could we do all the things that we're doing?
1: Listen, okay, so, and I know we're wrapping up. Mm -hmm. So 25 years ago, I was going to kill myself, right? Going to commit suicide. And now, years later, life is good. Let me tell you how the devil, how the enemy, whatever y'all call him, Mm -hmm. how he works. I got deathly sick in 2013. And when you're laying in a hospital bed, no, at the, when you're laying there Mm -hmm. on the eve of your 40th birthday, Mm. sick, and you can feel the life leaving you. And January 7th, I prayed to God. I said, God, don't let me die on my mama's couch. If you wake me up in the morning, I promise I'll go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. He woke me up. I said, God, thank you for 40 years. Went in the room, talked to my mom because she too was dealing with the health scare. We went to the hospital. They diagnosed me wrong. Long story short, I ended up in ICU. Oh my God. I was in the hospital for two weeks. One of those weeks was ICU. I don't even remember the first three or four days. It was nothing more than pain, suffering, lots of medication. And then when they finally moved me into a regular room, I remember about it's a Thursday, Thursday night. God be dealing with me on them Thursday <laughs> nights. Um it's a something about Thursday night. I was laying there and another attack on my body happened and I could feel the life once again. I was like, I am not gonna die in this hospital. I said, God, you woke me up at 40. I said, I'm not gonna die. Lord, please don't let me die. Lord, let somebody walk in this room right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My mom came in. My mom was at church. And as soon as I finished praying that prayer, five minutes later, my mom Ooh. walked in. She said, I don't know what's going on, but the devil can't have you. She said, I was at church and God told me to come here to you. And I just it, laid there and I cried because he sent, he heard my prayer and he sent my mom. After that, church was over. My pastor walked in. I was laying there and he said, Jennifer, I am not going to let the devil take you. He said, he has been trying to take you all your life. I am not going to let him do that. That man prayed for me. I would not be here if it was not for apostle Reginald J. White. That man of God is so in tune to God. Mm-hmm. My mom is so in tune to God. So I understand the gift of life because it's one thing to go from. I don't mm-hmm. want to be here. Now I want to be here. And now you're trying to take my life. No, so the gift of life, and I told God, I promise if you let me live, I'll never take another day for granted. I will live on purpose. Oh, dear God. Now see- just... So the gift of life.
0: <laughs> whoever, whoever listens to this episode- I'm gonna sorry. is going to be this <laughs> <laughs> yes, after... because literally- I'm sorry. No, we're this is encouragement. We're supposed because to be no, encouraging like, the like, people, Lord. Don't Lord the story listen. story unless you tell it, right? God is good. So, yeah. I mean, oh my gosh. And you know what? The reason right. it keeps happening in such a, a, a big way, I think it's because there's so much greatness that you have to do. There's so much work that you have to do. So he has to send that reminder like there is a lot more and you are too significant to leave here now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I'm a cry baby, too.
1: you to No, we got. Because, listen, listen, I today I had a meeting with my mentor last night. I sat down at dinner with a friend and they both said, Jennifer, you got to do this. They both said, mm-hmm. You don't get many, chance. you don't, many people don't get a second chance. Many people don't have the opportunities that you have. And my mentor today said, It will be a travesty mm-hmm. if you don't use all these gifts and talents that God has given you. She said, You have got too much. You are the third person in less than 24 hours to confirm that. And it's just this overwhelming peace, this overwhelming. Mm -hmm. excitement, this overwhelming, crazy fear, but fear in a good way to know that Mm -hmm. God thinks that I'm so significant and that God lets other people see it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the beauty in life. That's what we're here to do. We're here to encourage each other. We're here to speak life into each other and to be a blessing to other. And God Mm -hmm. uses us in the strangest ways to do that. So, yeah, let me get myself together. Thank you for speaking into my life and giving me this privilege. Um, He is. And I'm telling you, if
0: whoever is is listening has not been encouraged by this episode, then you need to go back to the beginning and listen to it all over again. Because I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you, like, <laughs> life is so much bigger than what we think it Listen. is. My husband says all the time, it's bigger than you. So I can't always be in my feelings. I can't always just make it about me. I have to sometimes remove myself and take a look outwards and say, okay, let me look at the bigger picture. Let me look at the bigger picture. So, woo! thank you, Jennifer, mm-hmm. <laughs> for coming on. And... And I hate it took so thank long. You. To have you thank
1: you. Thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Yes. Look, God is intentional. His timing is perfect. So it, it's I am glad we finally got to do thank this you. and I applaud you on this because it's needed. You're bringing stories. You're bringing stories. You're bringing inspiration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're shining a light on what this life is really about. And you're using some powerful people to do it in a number of industries. And that's the beauty. That says a lot about you and your ability to connect to people mm-hmm. and to draw people Thank to you. And See, use that to, to bring glory. <laughs> so <laughs> keep keep being a blessing. See, we're not gonna do this. Oh, Thank we're God. not gonna end this thing with well, everybody got us in know. tears and whatnot. <laughs> How can they connect with you
0: on social media? I'm grateful.
1: So on social media, on Instagram, I am uh, Instagram. My handle is it's Jennifer Michelle, and that's it's. <laughs> dot Jennifer Michelle. On Twitter, which I don't use a lot, it's Jennifer M I C H because Twitter won't let me have my whole it's Jennifer Michelle. And um, on Facebook, you can find me at I am Jennifer Michelle because somebody (laughs) took It's Jennifer Michelle. So I know that's a whole lot. The easiest way, if you want to reach me, is to go to my website, It's itsjennifermichelle.com, I-T-S, Jennifer Michelle dot com and click the connect button book a coaching session do whatever whatever you need awesome. let me know all of that
0: information um, will be but that's good. the best way the to show reach notes. so it should be no problem for them to connect with you on any of those handles <laughs> and get to you and book an appointment with you even if it's just to sit down and say thank, thank you, you for your story thank you for sharing your story like
1: i appreciate it and i i just want to look we just exactly. we're here exactly. to encourage each well, other because if we don't again
0: for are going to it. just the plan podcast make sure that you are subscribed that you go listen to the episodes and rate them and review them let us know what you think if you have something to say for the guests on the show put that in the review too let them know how much you enjoyed their episode and remember it's not about the situations that happen in your life, but it remat- it matters in what you do within that shift. So, see you guys next Wednesday. So. Thank you for listening to shift the plan podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you are subscribed and that you rate this episode as well as leave a review. Let me know what you think as well as any questions you may have for the guest that was on the episode today. Now some exciting news. If you haven't already seen it on my uh, shift the plan podcast or my personal page, the Rhonda Evans, we are now a whole tribe y'all. I know it has evolved from just me having the idea to starting the podcast to now wanting to connect with more individuals who are shift makers, those who are making an impact in different areas in the community and education, mental health, and just what that foundation of building families are. Um, and so I'm excited to announce that we are now an org- organization called Shift Maker Charlotte. So you can head on over to our Instagram page at shift dot makers dot clt and take a look at what we have going on and you can also go directly to the website at shift the plan.com backslash join the tribe